I will just say a welcome to everyone. Um, I'm Rebecca Bridges, and I'm co-chair of the scholarship committee. Sorry, my son is saying hello. <laughs> uh, my son, Noah. And uh, just on behalf of the scholarship committee, we wanted to congratulate our 2020 scholarship winners. We're so glad all of you could join. We want to thank ACB students for hosting hosting this event and for all that you're doing this week. Um, I, I know we have a number of members of, of the scholarship committee and I, I just want to, you know, take a moment to thank everyone who, you know, who served and who is here. Um, it's quite a process to go through. Um, first of all, you know, if you're a winner to submit your application and get it all done, but then there's a whole slew of things that happen between that and, uh, bringing you all here that that had to be done so I certainly want to thank the you know the committee for for all of their uh, their work I will let those who are here introduce themselves I won't take that away from from you all uh, with that I will mute and let you guys continue but thank you so much and obviously Dan you know thank you for being here as well sure. thank you Rebecca Hi, everybody. Um, I did get to meet a lot of you last night at our uh, Friday night bash. But again, my name is Min Ha, and I'm the president of ACB Students. Um, I really want to extend a huge welcome to every single one of you, scholarship winner, um, to ACB Students and to ACB. Um, and of course, a welcome back to those of you who've won scholarships before, and a huge congratulations. Um, I won my ACB scholarship in 2012, and um, it was my first entree into the organization, and I never left. Um, I love it a lot, and I hope that you learn um, a great deal from you know, the organization, about ACB students, and the national organization as a whole this week, and that you'll stick around and stay involved with us. Um, with that, I'm going to pass it over to Antoinette Cervantes, who is our second vice president, and she'll start us off with introductions. Hi, everyone. So it, I just want to say congratulations to every, uh, all the scholarship winners. Um, so I want to introduce our keynote speaker, uh, ACB president Dan Spoon. Um, he has been president for about a year now. Um, and he is a huge supporter of uh, students and younger next generation uh, members. Uh, Antoinette, I'm sorry. I, I think we're going to do introductions first of oh, the scholarship okay. winners. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you want to start from, um, sorry, guys. Um, so do you want to start from different states? Do we want to do... Um, um, I think we can probably do just names so we can go from like A through E. Anybody okay. with the name A through E, they can go. And this includes scholarship winners and scholarship committee um, members. Okay, that sounds good. Sorry, guys. So we're going to start uh, <laughs> introductions. So anybody with uh, letters A through E can start first. First name or last name? Uh, first name. First name, okay. Hi, everyone. Um, this is Amanda Brinton. Um, I think, I, I don't know how much introduction you want us to, we, we have introduced 
you say no ourselves last night also how much introduction do you guys want um just maybe you know just your name and uh, maybe like what scholarship you got how does okay. that sound? yeah and what you're from what you're studying i think that's yeah. pretty good okay sounds good um right so my name is amanda brinton uh, i am a doctorate student at the university of florida I got my scholarship through the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, which is an affiliate of ACB, and I'm studying recycling and trash management in the Caribbean. Thanks. Oh, cool. Um, hi, my name is Anna Ort. Um, I'm from Issaquah, Washington. Uh, I study at Brown University. I'm studying computer science and cognitive science. And I won the, the Ross N. Pangier Scholarship for the Visually Impaired. Hi, Anna. Hello, this is Kathy Schmidt-Whitaker and I'm on the scholarship committee. I'm happy to, congratulations to all the scholarship winners and uh, thank you ACB students for hosting this event today. I uh, am on the committee, as I said, I'm from Los Angeles, California. I work at a university in um, Cal Poly Pomona, and I um, have a doctorate in organizational leadership as well. Hi, Kathy. Uh, this is Dan Spoon. I'm the pres ACB president and from Orlando, Florida, and I uh, went to the University of Florida where I got uh, many, many years ago, where I got an undergraduate degree in finance and an MBA concentrating in accounting. So what a great group. Hi, Dan. Thanks for being here. And we do have some background noise. So again, you, you all can control your muting and unmuting. So if you do have some background noise, um, please try to mute yourself. I'm Don Kors from Indianapolis. Indiana, I'm on the scholarship committee and I'm retired from rehab services. Hi, everybody. Um, this is Claire Stanley. I'm not on the scholarship committee, but I'm an ACB staff member in the Alexandria, Virginia office, and I was a scholarship winner back in 2007. So, congratulations to everybody. Hi, Claire. Hi everybody, I'm Amanda Lannan from Orlando and I am a graduate student at the University of Central Florida and I am a recipient of the, okay, I never can remember if it's Floyd Falls or Qualls Floyd uh, scholarship. Great. Well, anybody else, A through E? Yeah, um, I'm Adam Raff. Uh, I won a scholar. I'm a scholarship recipient from CCLVI. I'm from Savannah, Illinois. Uh, I'm going into a community college to get my social degree in physics. Hi, I'm Edward Shaham from West Hartford, Connecticut. ACB scholarship recipient, and I am a senior majoring in supply chain management and accounting at Temple University. Thank you. Okay, uh, anybody else? 
Hi, I'm Robert Parsons. Uh, I am a dual master's student at Western Michigan University. I live in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, my program is Rehab Counseling and Vision Rehab Therapy, and I am receiving <laughs> Dilma Scholarship. Okay. Um, what about letters uh, F through K? Hi, uh, my name is Katrina Santarelli. Um, I'm going to school at South University to get my master's in vision rehabilitation therapy. Um, I'm a scholarship recipient. I forget what it was the William. I'm sorry, I forget what it was called. Um, Oh, and I'm from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, I forgot to say that. Hi, my name is Isaac Hyman. Um, I'm from Muckleteo, Washington, going to school at Western Washington University, studying behavioral neuroscience and pre-med. And I am an ACB scholarship recipient. Okay, anybody else, uh, F through K? My name is Katie Frederick and I'm your um, host for the, for the meeting. So I, I was a, an ACB student. I became involved with ACB back in the early 2000s and I'm also a member of the ACB board and I just want to um, say congratulations to all of our scholarship winners. It's great to have you here. Hi guys. hi, guys. My name is... Oh, sorry. You go. No, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, hi, guys. My name is Jessica Minecci. I'm um, first vice president of ACB Students, and I won a scholarship back in 2015. Hi, everybody. It's Denise Colley, and I'm so sorry I'm not with you guys this week, but I wanted to jump in and give you guys all my best wishes for a great convention. <laughs> Hi, Denise. Thanks. Thank you, Denise. Thanks, Denise. Thank you. All right. Uh, how about uh, letters L through P? Hi. Yeah, my name is Nick Spone. I am a scholarship winner, and um, I will be a freshman at Penn State Harrisburg this fall, and my major will be mechanical engineering. Hey everyone, um, my name is Megan Downing. I'm from Santa Barbara, California. Um, I'm a recipient of a scholarship from ACB, very grateful for it. Um, and I will be attending the Berklee College of Music in Boston in the fall to study guitar and hopefully major in musical therapy. Hi, this is Lynn Powers. I'm on, this is my first year on the scholarship committee and it's been a lot of fun to do, go through this process. And I'm from Indianapolis and I'm an engineer. Hi, I'm Maria Sanders. Um, I'm a scholarship recipient. Um, I'm going to be entering Bradley University as a freshman for industrial engineering. I'm Matthew Turner. I am a recipient of the Pangier Scholarship. I'm going to be a senior this fall at MIT studying computer science with a minor in economics. Hi everyone, my name is Miranda Borka and I am a previous scholarship recipient. 
um, for 2017 and also for 2018. And congrats to all the scholarship recipients this year. So very proud of each and every one of you. Hey, Amanda. Hello, Denise. <laughs> Be muted. Hello, everyone. My name is Mitchell Bridwell. Um, I am the first director of on the board of ACUV students, and I received my scholarship last year. And I want to say congratulations to everyone this year for receiving their scholarships. Anyone else? Uh, L through P? Okay, how about Q through U? Hi, this is Steve Gnip, and uh, I am living in Portland, Oregon. I am from Bellingham, Washington, going to Portland State University. Um, I am a scholarship winner of the ACB of Oregon. Oh, good. Hi. Hi, everyone. My name is Vim Hamoudi. Um, I'm a graduate student at CUNY School of Professional Studies in Disability Services in Higher Education. And I'm super excited to be a scholarship winner, and I really appreciate um, the support that I receive. Hi, I'm Tracy Jones. Oh, there we go. Hello. I'm Tracy Jones, and I am a scholarship winner of the Norma Schechter and Dr. Dwayne Buckley Scholarship. And I am a PhD student at the Chicago School of Professional Psychology in Washington, D.C. I live in Longmont, Colorado. I am studying organizational leadership, and I would really love to connect with the other people who have said they majored in organizational leadership. I believe it was Kathy and Rebecca. Oh, cool. And again, just a reminder for people, um, there is a lot of background noise going on, so if you can please mute yourself if you're not speaking. Thank you. Um, Hi, my name is Taylor Bantley. I'm from Carlsbad, California. I'm a recipient of the CCLBI scholarship. I will be going into my sophomore year at San Diego State University studying TV and film production. Hi, uh, my name is Thandra Ritchie. I live in Muscatine, Iowa. I am working on my master's degree in business organization, organizational leadership, and I am a recipient of the Hafner Scholarship. And let's see, what did I leave out there? And I'm happy to be an award recipient. And I'll just introduce myself again, uh, Rebecca Bridges, uh, co-chair of the scholarship committee. I was a recipient back in 2003 um, and fell in love with ACB when I went to my first convention in Pittsburgh 
and never left. And um, I live in Arlington, Virginia, and uh, with my husband and two little guys, and just really happy to be here. Thank you. Hi, I missed the uh, A's. Um, this is Amina Thomas, secretary of ACB students, um, by way of Minneapolis slash Des Moines. Um, and I would just like to congratulate all you guys on winning your scholarships. Hi, this is Maureen Hayden. I accidentally signed on late because I had the wrong time zone. Um, I am a scholarship winner this year for ACB. I am a marine biologist at Texas A&M University, and I'm very excited for the opportunity that, that the scholarship award will allow me to do with my plastics research in Texas. Okay, anybody's name that starts with V through Z? Hi, um, I'm Veronica. Um, I'm from Florida. Um, I'm starting my undergraduate as a freshman in cellular molecular neuroscience at Florida State University, and I won the Floyd Quails Memorial Scholarship. Hi, this is Victor Marquez. I'm from Kalamazoo, Michigan. <clears throat> I'm an ACB scholarship winner this year. I am a master's student in the Vision Rehab Therapy Program at Western Michigan University. All right. Um, I know there was a, maybe a few people that got in late, so if you want to introduce yourself, you haven't yet. Hi, my name is Vicki Johnson. And I'm neither a scholarship winner, nor have I won a scholarship. I live in Hawaii, but I do want to congratulate all of the people who have won scholarships and hope you very, very success throughout your years in school. Anyone else? Okay, so um, now that we have done introductions, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, since we have done introductions now, I think um, so it's time to introduce our keynote speaker again. Um, so we have President Dan Spoon. Um, so I'm gonna introduce him again since I kind of messed up in the beginning. So he is, uh, he has finished his first year as president of ACB and has, a, has been a very big supporter of young people in the next generation. And we are very happy to have him speak to all you scholarship winners today. So without further ado, I would like to uh, let Dan speak. Dan, you're muted, I think. Okay, I think I'm now in. There unmuted. you are. There yes. you go. 
Well, thank you, Antoinette, and thank you, uh, Minha, and all the ACB students, and also a uh, special shout out to the ACB Scholarship Committee and all the fantastic work that they've done for the last year uh, going through the process of finding and selecting this amazing group of ACB scholarship winners. So congratulations to all of you. Uh, as I like to say, hip, hip, hooray. Just absolutely fantastic. It was so nice to get a chance to uh, listen to your all's introductions, not only today, but yesterday and hear a little bit more about you and isn't it interesting to see just all the different backgrounds we come from, even though we're all blind or visually impaired, some of us love math and some of us absolutely hate math. Some of us love to be in front of an audience and giving a speech and enjoy social interaction, and some would much rather be at their computer than talking to others, right? So it's all these differences and diversity that make a robust organization and a robust civilization. So I just wanted to say uh, congratulations to you all. And I wanted to talk a little bit today about our ACB family. And we really think of it as a family. Uh, we come from all walks of life all over the United States. And we even have members from around the world. Uh, we have people with, with, uh, you know, doctorate degrees and we have people that are you know that are still uh, working in trades we have people uh, that have uh, wonderful careers as attorneys as engineers uh, as teachers as vendor operators as project managers we we have people in all walks of life and we have people in all kinds of ethnic backgrounds and so we are kind of America. We are a hodgepodge of, of our wonderful nation. So we are, you know, the American Council of the Blind. And this is a unique year for us because for the first time we partnered with the American Foundation for the Blind, AFB, to combine our scholarship program. So this has allowed us to really increase the value of our scholarships and, and I think hopefully offer some really significant financial uh, assistance to you all as you move forward with your careers. So as we talk about ACB families, I always like to kind of take families and turn it into an acronym and talk a little bit about each letter. So to me, the F in families stands for friends. And I'm hoping this week through this convention, I'm, I'm giving you guys an assignment. I want you to come away from this convention with at least one new friend somebody that you didn't know before this convention started that you can reach out and make a connection with and have somebody that you can have further on correspondence with, whether it's emails, chatting, phone calls, reach out, get connected, find somebody in this group or in the next gen group or the ACB students and, and, you know, put a little, take that first step out there. It's kind of like dating. Sometimes this can be difficult, right? But if you can go out there and meet a friend inside of this ACB convention and find a partner, it will just change your perspective. I know, I'll go back a few years to the first blind convention I attended, and it ended up being a very, very memorable convention for me because they had a, a very nice support group for young people. 
and I was on a dinner cruise down the Potomac River, and a lovely young lady sat down next to me, and we started chatting. The song came on. It was called the Macarena. Macarena. You guys may be too young for that, but anyway, that was a uh, you know 25 years ago. And so it was. And and so Leslie, who was sitting next to me, said, "Would you like to dance?" And I said, "Well, I'm not much of a dancer." She said, "Oh, I'll teach you." So we got out on the floor and we did the Macarena. And that led to the next conversation, and we met each other the next night at a support group they were having. And, you know, uh, 18 months later, we were married, and we're still married today. So you just never know who that special friend might be that you meet at an ACB convention. So keep that in mind as you go through the week. Uh, The A in family is advocacy. And I was so taken back by hearing all your wonderful stories last night about being individual self-advocates and really fighting for your rights in education with issues with software or issues of accessibility for exams, uh, for having the right uh, ability to navigate your school campuses. And so advocacy is a huge part of the American Council of the Blind. And One example of this is the advocacy work that we've done in the audio description area. You know, it hasn't been forever that you could go to a movie theater or turn on your television or tune on, tune into Netflix or Amazon Prime and get audio described content. But that started, you know, 15 or 20 years ago, that journey started. And for my wife and I, it was really was really special because we always enjoyed going to movies. That was kind of one of our major date nights was going to movies. And we both had retinitis pigmentosis. And so as we got older, we got, you know, a row closer to the front of the theater and a row closer to, we were finally sitting on the front row trying to strain to see the movies, you know, as our vision got worse. So we were almost at the point where we didn't know how much value there was going to be to continue to go to movies in the movie theaters. And then along came audio description. And in 2012, when we were visiting her mom in Las Vegas, we went to a a movie theater at the casino there and went and saw Lincoln, which you wouldn't think of as a, you know, romantic date night kind of movie, but we went because it was audio described and they were offering an audio description and we had never been to a movie with audio description before. Well, by the time that movie ended, we were holding hands and, and, and literally tears were streaking down our cheeks because for the first time, we really, in years, we really got to experience the full value and experience of, of watching a movie with our peers in a movie theater. And just to give you an example of that, at the end of the movie Lincoln, he's on a, a white horse kind of slowly walk, slow, slowly riding towards a, a large house at the end of a field where Ulysses S. Grant is, is sitting in a rocking chair. And if you're listening to the movie with audio description, you hear this very vivid description of Abraham Lincoln is on this beautiful white steed dressed in a suit coat and top hat. Bodies strewn the the road on either side, you know, with with uh, dirt and and blood and carnage from from the war. Bodies are draped in in blankets. Uh, Guns are strewn along the fields. Clop, clop, clop. Now, Abraham Lincoln 
dismounts from his horse. He walks up the steps and there sitting in the rocking chair is Ulysses S. Grant smoking a cigar. And he looks at to the general and he says, sir, we did it. Now, without audio description, all you hear is clop, 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 clop for two minutes, followed by, hello, sir, we did it. What a difference. What an absolutely amazing difference it made to the experience of that movie. We were literally holding hands by the end of this, hugging each other because it changed our lives. So you take that to the next step and you say, well, what can you do as an individual to make a difference there? We happen to know um, through a mutual contact, the vice president of Regal Entertainment. His name was Randy Smith. He was their director of HR. So through a contact, I called Randy one day and told him what a difference it made hearing the movie Lincoln with audio description. But I said, the really difficult part of this is you're sitting in the movie theater with your headsets on and you don't know if the movies, if the, if the, if the receivers are going to work, if you're going to hear the audio description or not till the movie starts. So I said, Randy, you know, there's no audio description of the previews. It would be great if we could hear some audio description before the previews started. And he said, it's funny you bring that up, Dan. We are now doing a new trailer, uh, you know, to kind of introduce the, the Regal uh, Theater with the uh, popcorn and Cokes and all that before the previews. And we've already decided to close captioning it for the deaf. Let me see if the produ production folks would be willing to add audio description. I said, that would be great. Well, a month lady, later, Leslie and I are back at the movie theaters. We've got our popcorn and we're Coke and we're all nestled in, you know, with the new reclining chairs theaters. They're awesome. And we're getting ready to watch the movie, you know, on pins and needle, hoping that our, you know, that our headphones will work. Well, doggone, right before the previews, the Regal, the, you know, the Regal Cinema uh, trailer comes on and the popcorn starts talking. Well, I jumped up and went, yeah! And everybody in the theater looked at me like, oh, that blind guy has gone totally crazy. And Leslie said, Dan, Dan, the popcorn's talking. I said, yeah, isn't it great? So no big deal, right? But a big deal for us because now when we go to Regal Cinemas and watch the movies, we know our headsets are working. And if they're not, we can call and get somebody from the front desk to come and get them working for us. And so small Small bit of advocacy, but I'm hoping, you know, it all builds on itself, like Cindy and, and Claire said yesterday. So now the next group of people that go to a movie theater hopefully don't have to deal with that challenge. So advocacy is an important part of American Council of the Blind. And one I heard last night, you guys are an amazing group of young advocates that are going to make a huge difference for our community. The M... The M in, in families stands for magic, and ACB is magic. Uh, as you've heard many people say, you go to your first convention, and you get hooked, and then you, you have to go back. You have to stay involved, and, uh, you know, as uh, with the American Council of the Blind, we have the ability to have such a larger voice as a collective community than anyone can have as an individual. So you all may not know this, but the American Council of the Blind has partnerships and active relationships with 
some of the largest organizations in the world. We're talking Microsoft, Google, Apple, Facebook, uh, Comcast, General Motors, Walmart, Uber. I mean, you Cisco with the accessible VoIP phone. I mean, we have relationships what we have developed over years and years and years with these companies and we know their directors of accessibility. We know their directors of product lines. And we have the ability to get in there and work to make their products and services more accessible for our community. And what we're learning every day is you can get partially down the path through legislation, and that's always important. But the relationships you can develop with other organizations are what really can move, uh, you know, uh, life forward for our blind and visually impaired community. So there's magic in being a member of ACB. And I'll, again, I'll have to share a personal story here related to magic. When Leslie and I kind of got really involved and went to our first convention in Orlando in 2009, they have something called the auction. And this is a big night. And, and we have like a hundred items that people donate from our vendors and our affiliates all over the country. And it's exciting. You come and you bid on all these items and it's a big competition back and forth. Well, they tend to have uh, the ability to run kind of late in the evening. So about 11 o'clock, Leslie and I had bought a couple of little items. We didn't have that much money back then. She said, Dan, I am really tired. It's been a long day. I'm going to go to sleep. And I said, well, I'm really enjoying this. I'm going to stay a little bit longer. And she said, well, just don't you know, don't go crazy bidding on a bunch of stuff. I said, oh, I promise I won't. Well, this package came up for a, a vacation to Nashville, five nights in Nashville with tickets to the Grand Ole Opry and the Nash Trash Tour and, and all these wonderful events. And I'm like, oh man, I got hung up on bidding on this 100, 200, 500, 800. I ended up bidding $1,400 on this package to Nashville. <laughs> So now I've gotten this package. Now I've got to go back and explain to my wife that I just spent $1,400 that I'm not sure exactly where we're going to find the money in order to go to this vacation to Nashville. So I go back and I crawl into bed. It's almost two in the morning. And Leslie says, oh, my God, where have you been? I said, I was at the auction. We had a lot of fun. She said, you didn't buy anything, did you? And I said, oh, well, actually, I bought a vacation package for us to go to Nashville. I know you've always wanted to go to Nashville. And she said, what? How much did you pay? I said, $1,400. She said, ah, how are we going to? Well, anyway, we came up with the money, put it on our credit card. Took us a little while to pay it off, but we put it on our credit card. We went to Nashville, Tennessee, and we met uh, Dan and Brenda Dillon, who were the folks who were putting on the auction. They called us when we got there. Couldn't have been the most hospitable couple you would ever want to meet. Dan Dillon actually performed at the Grand Ole Opry five times earlier in his life. And so they invite us over to their house for chili and apple pie on, on Halloween night. And we're like, well, we don't really know these people, but let's give it a risk. Let's take a chance. Let's see if we can meet a new friend. So we said, sure, we'll come over and meet you guys. We had the best time. We handed out candy. We ate chili. We sang songs. We, 
We played on bowling machines. We played games. We laughed and joked. Dan and Brenda Dillon became lifelong friends of ours. I mean, it it was just amazing. They kind of got us involved in the American Council of the Blind. They in, involved us in the Resource Development Committee. And guess what? Two years later, Leslie was on the auction committee, and now she's the auction committee chair. Never know where, world's, where the world's going to take you, but it's magical. It's just magical getting involved in ACB. So if anything, I can tell you, don't just take this scholarship and say, ah, I got the money. Let's get out of here. Get involved. Enjoy the magic of ACB. You get hooked. You'll never leave. I know people who have been to ACB conventions for 40 and 45 years. They're a little older than us, but, you know, hey, they're still coming. Trust me. <laughs> the I in families, the I in families st stands for uh, initiative. And initiative is one of our five core values inside of ACB. So I wanted to share those with you. Our five core values are integrity and honesty. In other words, our word is our bond. When we tell somebody something, when we, when we, when we put our name out there, you can count on us. We are going to be transparent and straightforward shooters. Uh, you know, we're going to do business with you in, in an integral and honest way. The, the next core value for us is respect, that we will not always agree but we will agree to disagree respectfully. And I hope you saw that in our board meeting if you had a chance to listen to that yesterday. We don't always have the same opinions, we, but we will work together uh, to get to the best solution for our blind and visually impaired people. And we will do that with respect. Next is collaboration. And I'm already seeing that with you guys and it's so exciting. So some of you folks that are good in math, I want you to help those folks that are trying to get through their Algebra 2 class, okay? Promise me you'll do that. I'm, a, I'm an old math geek myself, but, you know, for some folks, math doesn't come so easy. And for some of you folks that can write a 15-page uh, thesis, you know, in one night on your computer, and those poor science and computer guys are just trying to get through their basic English classes, reach out and help them. We all have different skills, and if we collaborate and work together, we can make a huge difference for, for all of us. Uh, our next core value is flexibility, and that has never been more uh, important and valuable than what we've gone through here over the last year. You have to be flexible. We have done physical conventions as an organization for 58 straight years, and this year we had to decide to do a virtual convention. And it was new, and it was challenging, and it was scary. But it's also been exciting, and it's been creative, and we have learned lots of new stuff, and people have had to wear new hats and take on new roles. And you are the folks that can help us even make these virtual conventions uh, portions of our convention better in the future. So consider always be flexible. Don't be so black and white. The world lives in gray, right? So, so always think of the other person's side uh, as you go through your college studies. It, it, will, it will end you up in a much better place at the end. And the last uh, core value is uh, initiative. And that's what I wanted to talk about as our I and families today because I saw and heard that from you guys yesterday. You're willing to take that initiative, take that risk, Take that one chance and, and push 
and push to make it right and have the tenacity it takes to get the job done. So we embrace and welcome initiative inside of ACB. It's one of our core values that we ask our ACB staff to have every day. And so please take that Take that initiative, uh, reach out. You, we heard Nat, who was uh, a Zoom facilitator in last night's reception. Nat was not involved in the American Council of the Blind three months ago. She got involved in the chats. She took that and wanted to help as a Zoom facilitator. She's hosting shows. She's found a home. She's found a place to belong. And I hope you could see that and hear that energy in Nat's voice last night. We'd love you guys to be the next group of gnats out there. That kind of sounds funny, but yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so that's the I in family is initiative. The L in family is laughter. Guys, you got to have fun. If you're going to be around a group of people as crazy as us, you've got to have fun. We are, we are everybody, right? We're your crazy old uncle. We're your pushy sister and brother. We're your neighbor next door that will give you a hug at any time to make you feel better. We, we are folks that hopefully can get together and support each other and laugh at all the crazy things that we do right and wrong. I know the first convention, again, I went with my, my wife and her sister, Anita and I, we were in Orlando in 2009. And we were sitting in this little ice cream parlor. It had ice cream and pizza. I heard you guys last night with your favorite foods. I mean, what could be a better restaurant to eat at, right? It had ice cream and it had pizza. And so we're, we got a big pepperoni and sausage and mushroom pizza. And we're sitting there eating the pizza on one of these little ice cream tables. Well, I served, you know, Anita out a couple slices and Leslie out a couple slices and me out a couple slices. Well, we had a couple left over, so I put them on the box and, and I put the box on the chair because there really wasn't any room on the table. So we're eating and we're chatting. Well, a gentleman walked by with his guide dog, had a cone ice cream in his hand. That dog, as he walked by our box of pizza, just kind of stuck his head over, grabbed the last two pieces as a snack and kept on going. <laughs> and so we're like, did I just, is that happened? What just happened? I think that's what happened. And my sister-in-law, Nita said, Hey Dan, I'm ready for another slice. I said, Nita, don't, don't think that's going to happen. I said, that dog just walked off with the last two slices of our pizza. It's, and he's like, you gotta be kidding me. I said, no. Well, so then Les, I mean, uh, Anita is getting on the plane, getting, gets on the plane and heads back to San Francisco from Orlando where she lives. So when she gets home, she calls Leslie and I. She said, you can't believe what happened. I said, what? She said, when I was flying home from San Francisco, I was telling the person next to me on the plane the story about the guide dog taking our last two slices of pizza. And the guy sitting behind me on the plane tapped me on the shoulder and said, ma'am, I am so sorry. That was my dog. He said, I didn't know what to do because he's never done that before. And so I just kept on walking. I didn't want to get in trouble. It was the first time I'd ever been to a convention. She said, it was the first time I've been to a convention too. And we laughed about it all week. He said, well, I feel so bad. Let me buy you a drink. So they became friends. She got a free drink. His dog got some free pizza and everybody had fun. So you got to laugh at yourself. I know Leslie and I had a... Um, with her doing the auction, being the chair of the auction, when we go to the convention when it's in, when it's in person, we bring four U-Haul boxes 
full of auction items. We bring three suitcases, two backpacks. It takes uh, like a luggage rack to get all of our stuff uh, into the shuttle to go to the hotel. So we have all these U-Haul boxes and we've got people that we're, you know, friends we've met over the years. So they're all sitting in our room and they're, they're having a drink and they're laughing and chatting. So I went to the refrigerator and grabbed somebody a beer and went back to sit in my seat. Well, I missed by a few feet, which you can usually do as a blind person. And I sat in the middle of the U-Haul box, which took me all the way to the ground and split the box wide open. And everybody in the room just started howling. Well, you know, you got to laugh at yourself, right? You can't make, you can't be sad or fun. You got to say, oh, well, I came close. You know, we didn't need that box anymore anyway. So you just (laughs) never know. You got to laugh at yourself, right? So laugh, have fun, enjoy yourself. And then the last letter in family is Y. And that's for each of you. So you are the ones that can make a difference. You are the ones that have your future in front of you. You are the ones who have a chance to take this scholarship that you've been given from the American Council of Blind and AFB and let it be that vehicle that changes your life. We really, really, really appreciate you being here today. You guys are an amazing group of young folks, and some of us aren't even so young. And for those folks, congratulations on going back and continuing your education as a second career. But for all of us, together, we can make a difference. I'm going to close with a quote that I love, a paraphrasing a quote from Robert Kennedy, who said, some people see things as they are and ask why. I dream of things that never were and ask why not. I want each of you to leave today asking why not and find a friend. I want you to email me and tell me your friend you met at American Council of Blind Convention. Thanks, and hope to see you in person in Phoenix next year. Um, then we do have a hand raise. Do you want to okay. take that? Yes. Yep. We're going right, to take so, questions for Dan now. All right. So Carmen Izzy, go ahead and unmute. Oh, I forgot that I still have my hand raised. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't able to do my introduction. So I guess I'll introduce myself right now. Um, I'm Izzy. That's my nickname. Um, Carmen's my first name. And I'm graduating high school in a couple days. I'm attending the University of Miami and Berkeley College of Music at the same time for music education. So, and um, I'm, a, I'm a scholarship recipient. So nice to meet all of you. And Carmen, I got to give a special shout out. Carmen is from Celebrations, right? In uh, just outside of Orlando, Florida. And she was our Greater Orlando Council of the Blind Scholarship winner too. So congratulations, Carmen. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> We have um, Edward. You have a question, Edward? Yes, I had a question for Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi. Um, I wanted to ask you, and I I read an article that you wrote uh, a few months ago, and you had mentioned uh, your experience um, uh, uh, working in the business world and how how you gave an, a uh, presentation and you were pointing, but it turned out that you were actually pointing at the window and not at the screen. And your friend <laughs> had mentioned it to you. Yes. I, I'm, I'm also entering, I'm 
going to be graduating with a degree in accounting and supply chain management. And I was wondering if after convention, if uh, you don't mind if I give you a call, I would love to hear your uh, any thoughts you have entering the uh, business world in terms of uh, holding meetings, uh, being a part of business meetings. I've worked, for, you know, I'm 43, so I've worked all my mm. life, but okay. I've always had my own business, but this here, I'm actually going to be working for a major company. So do you mind if I give you a call after convention? Not at all. Feel free to give me a shout. I think my information should be up on acb.org, but, but feel free to give me a shout. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll find it. Thank you so much. Sure. All right, we have another hand. Um, Chris May, go ahead and unmute. Hey, Dan, nice to meet you. Uh, Hi, First time member of ACB. Um, just had a question. Um, what is the website to uh, apply for scholarships? Because I'm a currently returning student. I've been working for 12 years in the technology industry. So I was just curious uh, what the website is for that, if anybody has that information, if, if That'd be possible. I, I'm, I'm going to let Rebecca answer that because I might mess it up. So um, it, it, I'm not sure if we have a, I'm sure we probably have a separate URL, but I don't know what it is. So if, if Rebecca could unmute or, or any of the scholarship committee. Uh, this is Denise, members. Dan. Yes. Um, the scholarship application goes up on our website um, the 1st of November of each year. And it is just www.acb.org slash scholarship. But um, we send notices out to people, letting them know that it's up there. And um, certainly would, um, if I have your contact, can get your contact information later, I can make sure that once it goes up there, or you can just go up on acb.org and it'll be a link that'll take you to the scholarship application. Thank you. And, and good luck. Yeah. Thank you. And we have Maureen Hayden with your hand up. Go ahead and you can unmute yourself. Hi, Dan. I really enjoyed your talk. Um, congratulations. Um, I just wanted to ask, who are some of the mentors that stood out for you um, in your life? And it can be more than one because I think sometimes we have different mentors at different stages. And were any of them mentors who were also legally blind or low vision? And what qualities of those mentors stood out to you? Mm. Um, wow. Okay. I would say this is, and this is probably for a lot of folks, but um, really my, my biggest mentors and role models really were my parents. Um, my, uh, my, my mom uh, you know, raised my sister and I and went back and got her master's degree and was a high school guidance counselor. And my father, um, you know, he he started out as a, a, a high school football coach, went back and got his master's and then became a high school principal and then a, a member of the Orange County Public School System, uh, uh, school board. And so from both of them, I really learned the whole the value of, of honesty and integrity, uh, of hard work, and uh, really laughing. We'd spend a lot of time in our family laughing at each other and, and laughing at different things we did. And so you have to work hard, but you also have to play hard. So those were some that those were really good mentors of just giving me the foundation for life. Um, 
I believe uh, when I got involved, uh, when I got then when I got involved, you know, you always um, you, you always need to to reach out and find others who have kind of walked the path that you're going to walk to in ahead of you and learn from them. Uh, when I got out of college, I had an experience where even though I had an MBA in accounting and done really well in my classes, some of you all might relate to this, but at that point in time, you, as a blind person, you couldn't even sit for the CPA exam in Florida that was not offered in large print any extra time. No accessibility was offered for that. So uh, I really, um, I went through a whole set of job interviews and people I had uh, actually tutored through the MPA, MBA program were getting jobs and I wasn't. And finally, I had a partner from Pricewaterhouse pull me aside and said, Dan, I really tried, but, you know, this was in 1981. So you can imagine it's been many, many years ago now. But he said, we just, our partners will not consider hiring a blind person. You know, this was before the ADA. The world has changed a lot now. So he said, you have to understand, we just hired our first woman two years ago. So we're still trying to learn how to deal with this kind of stuff. So, so that's where the community in the world was 40 years ago. Um, and so, you know, back to this whole initiative thing, I had a college roommate whose family had owned Italian restaurants in Orlando. So I just at my wits end went back and, and actually a friend of mine, Jerry and me, we learned how to make pizzas and subs and they trained us. And we actually, at the ages of 23 and 24, we opened up our own uh, pizza restaurant called DG's Pizza. And I learned an absolute ton of, from just being my, no, my own entrepreneurial and boss and, and doing all the marketing and budgeting and planning and production of run, running and operating uh, a restaurant. And, uh, and then we went to two locations and all that. Then Domino's came in and about put us out of business. But um, anyway, it was um, so I think I, I learned a lot there just from uh, from those experiences. And then once I got a job through at, at Westinghouse, which then became Siemens, and I had a 25 year career in corporate America, really wasn't blind and visually impaired people, but some really, really well-meaning sighted people that took me, uh, you know, kind of uh, under their arms and really helped me understand, you know, what makes a good professional employee, what makes a good manager, uh, and just some unbelievable role models from one of my, two of my previous bosses, Christy Woodruff and Mike Johnson, who just really mentored me and helped develop me. So you, you need that you need those folks that kind of have you in, in your corner. Um, now, of course, these last 15 years really being involved with the American Council of Blind, I've had a lot of wonderful mentors inside of ACB. First at my, uh, my local chapter level, a gentleman named Jim Lamb, who had spent his whole life as an advocate that just did amazing work of, of how you build relationships and trust with people you want to do business with. And then at the state level, folks like uh, Jim Crott and Paul Edwards and Debbie Grubb and these kind of folks that you'll, 
you'll hear their name mentioned throughout the convention this week and, and taught me a lot of, of, you know, the blindness biz, you know, there's a whole business associated with blindness out there that you have to learn the whole vernacular and acronyms for. And then later on through these last 10 years, uh, Kim Charlson has just been a wonderful mentor, mentor, our immediate past president, as well as Eric Bridges, our executive director and all the members of the board. So, I, I will say you, you Alert, always have to learn, you always have to grow, and you really always have to reach out and, and don't think you know it all. The, the, the older you get, the, the less you realize you really know and the more you need to learn. So hope that helped. All right. We have Nick. Um, Nick, if you want to go ahead and unmute yourself. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, hi. My question I'm not sure exactly who can answer this, but um, I know uh, Dan was talking about how um, networking with others and um, uh, following other people that have walked a similar path is a great idea. And I uh, completely agree with that. But I was wondering um, if there is any kind of like science or engineering uh, affiliate and how I can get in contact with people that um, are have similar uh uh, job uh, experiences that I'm thinking of pursuing and that kind of thing? Well, I don't think we have an affiliate associated specifically with, uh, with science. Um, we do have a wonderful affiliate called BITS, which is Blind Information Technology Specialist. And they just have, a, there's a lot of folks there that have had careers in, I will say, more the mathematic, computer sciences type of applications. Um, but I think uh, Claire Stanley's on this call. One of the things that Claire is trying to develop through our information referral and peer support uh, steering committee is to really reach out inside of our community and find experts in certain areas. And and I would encourage you, Nick, if you have an interest in, in this at all, what we've learned, if nothing else here over these last four months, if you could contact, uh, not only contact Claire, who's at C Stanley, C-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y at acb.org, but also, also uh, reach out to Cindy Hollis, which is C-H-O-L-L-I-S at acb.org. She's our membership services coordinator, and she uh, is in charge of our community chats. And what we're finding, if you have an affinity, if you have an interest in something like science and engineering, if you reach out and say, I'd like to put a community chat together, uh, you know, to talk about this, and we could start meeting every Tuesday night at seven o'clock, Trust me, you'll have 15 or 20 people that want to join that chat. And before you know it, you'll have a, you know, you'll have a group list going and, and you'll have people that, uh, that want to share those ideas and those perspectives with you. So I'd really encourage you to reach out to Cindy and also join our Facebook group, which is called AC, uh, let's see, I'll let, uh, I'll let Katie or, Claire tell you that so I don't get the name wrong. Yeah. Yes. So we have an ACB community group on Facebook, um, Nick, and anyone that hasn't joined, if you'd like to join that, you can also join that group. And it's just a way to connect with ACB members as well. Um, and, and it's just called ACB community, right? That's yes. how you look it up. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we Nick. have, um, 
Did that help, Sorry. Nick? I hope. Uh, just okay. All right. Yeah, Go that ahead. helped. Um, can you repeat those uh, emails again for those um, individuals? Sure. Claire Stanley. So she's at C Stanley C S T A N L E Y at acb dot org, and Cindy Hollis, and she's at C Hollis C H O L L I S at acb dot org. And I think that's also on the the website too, or at least the phone numbers for the offices, Nick. So um, you could always call as well and, and get that information from our our office, the ACB office. Okay, thank you very much. Sure. Yeah. And this is Men. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to add to that. Um, ACBS is working on a series of calls over the next year on differently career exploration um, and science and engineering is definitely on the docket for that so um you'll definitely follow us on our different channels so you can hear more about that all right tracy jones you can unmute you have your hand up tracy yes um hi thank you um i bouncing off of that last question about um connecting with people. Um, I'm going through a career change of sorts. Um, I've always been a clinical type person. Um, I was a domestic violence counselor and um, my undergraduate was in psychology. My master's was in human services and now my PhD is in organizational leadership. So um, I'm kind of switching gears in my career path and trajectory. And um, I'm looking for um, mentors um, who have similar um, career paths um, in organizational leadership. Um, And I didn't know, I've heard a couple people mention that they've done organizational leadership. Um, I'm just not sure um where i'm going with this um i mean i have some ideas um i have a nonprofit that i founded and i'm working with that um organization to try to get it um really off the ground um and i'm i'm working on my dissertation and everything um but um and i have some other projects um i'm working on um, but ultimately, where I go from here, I'm not sure. And I'm a non-traditional student. I'm well over 40, um, not quite 50, but well over 40. So um, I'm not a young chicken anymore. Um, so I really am looking for um, guidance. And so if there's anyone out there that could uh, connect with me, I'd really appreciate it. Well, Tracy, this is Dan. First, I just want to say your story last night was inspirational of working to get through SPSS and in the support of your daughter and and your tenacity to get through that. So hip, hip, hooray for you. Kudos. Great, great job. And and I'm going to try to put her on the spot and ask maybe if, if Rebecca Bridges could say a few words because she kind of had a background in that and parlayed that into being a 
um, a consultant and a project manager, both for FMP Consulting first and then um, for Vespiro. So uh, maybe Rebecca could talk a little bit about uh, organizational leadership and her path. And Rebecca, if, if you're able, go ahead and unmute yourself. You can control I'm that. kind of put her on the spot there so she yeah. might be she dealing might with be Noah. To... But if she's available, that would be nice. If not, we can see if others have any thoughts for Tracy. Well, we went for Rebecca. Um, Tracy, there are a few members of the NAZB who um, have degrees in organizational leadership that um, if you reach out to me, I can definitely connect you with them for you to chat with. I'm sorry, Rebecca's here. I had literally stepped away for just a minute and then I heard my name. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> hey, Rebecca, it's Dan. Tracy Jones, one of our scholarship winners, is getting her degree in, in organizational leadership. Oh, and yeah. And I was telling her, you had a very similar background and now your professional career has taken you through being a an FMP consultant and now a Vespero uh, kind of project manager. So thought maybe yeah. you could share a little of your experiences with Tracy. Of course. Um, like now or later. <laughs> well, either one, whatever way she was looking for somebody who could possibly be a mentor or somebody she could kind of reach out and talk to about that. Oh, any, Oh, absolutely. I'd love to, I'd love to connect. Yeah. I, um, my, my focus was in graduate school was, so the degree was organizational development and all, and knowledge management, which is, and I think um, Tiffany Jolliffe, who, or Jested, I'm sorry, she's married now. <laughs> Blue, I'm, get used to. I'm so used to the other name. Um, she also has the same degree that I do. We went to the, um, she went through the master's program after I did. Um, and up at George Mason, and it's a lot you know, there's a lot of focus on, you know, the, I, I love the program because it really focuses on the people aspect of organizations and also, uh, you know, technology and, you know, how all that sort of conspires and, and comes together. So, you know, after I got that degree, I went into to consulting because I had an interest in, you know, sort of you know, people are an organization's greatest assets. So how do you maximize and, and leverage those talents and, and grow that within an organization? So that was what my interest uh, was. So I did a lot of strategic planning and performance management and leadership development, uh, leadership program development within organizations um, after I got my degree. So yeah, I would definitely be happy to. Um, Tracy, I know I'm going to send um, the scholarship winners another uh, email with some other information that I promised you yesterday, like the order of your um, presentations throughout the week. So you'll, you'll have my email again and I'd be happy to talk to you. And I think there were, there was another person who's getting a similar, I feel like a similar degree. So happy to connect with any or all of you um, to, you know, to chat more about it. And, you know, that's one of the, the tremendous benefits of, of ACB is it's, you can, it seems like you can always find somebody that is doing something similar or who's, you know, gone through something similar that you are currently going through. So that's been one of the, 
huge value adds, certainly for me. It's been a great way to receive and to give back. So thanks. Thank you so much. And Jessica, you have your hand up, so go ahead and unmute. Hello, Dan. I, Dan, are you still there? I'm here. I'm here. Yes. Hi, Dan. I just wanted to um, just say that I really loved your speech. Um, and I was just thinking, based off of what everybody is saying, I don't know, do we have any um, people in ACB who have been or are professors? I'm thinking about going into that um, field. And I didn't know if there was any visually impaired people that I could talk to. Most definitely. Um, I, I think she had to leave the meeting, but I'm not sure. But Kathy Smith Whitaker, uh, who is one of the members of the scholarship committee, she's a professor uh, at a university out in California. And um, I know uh, uh, Saja uh, uh, self from Hawaii uh, is getting her uh, doctorate right now uh, out at the University of Hawaii. And we've got uh, a number of people uh, in, throughout our organization that uh, are college professors, I believe. Yeah. So, so lots I of possible. Yeah. I Go believe ahead. Susan, Go ahead. I think Susan Glass was one at one time. She was, she, she was, she's retired now, but she was a college mm -hmm. professor as well. Uh -huh. yeah. she, and yeah. she was the immediate past president of ACB teachers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is a good group to get associated with. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And we have um, Donna Brown. Um, who's also on our, our walk committee um, as a teacher as well. So um, Mitchell um, Bridgewell, you have your hand up, so you can um, go ahead right. and unmute. So, yeah, I guess if we're asking all of this stuff, I thought I'd ask now. So I'm actually starting to try and look for like internships of some sort for computer science and web accessibility related stuff. Um, I'm honestly curious, like, who I should get in con, who, who all I should get in contact with with who all I can get in contact with like work in like the accessibility field and get like accessibility consultation internships or stuff like that. Well, so, go ahead, Katie. Yeah, no, one person that immediately comes to mind is, is Ray Campbell who mm -hmm. works in accessibility. Um, oh, yeah, and mm -hmm. you, I think you met him last night. Yes, I did. Um, on the, on this next gen call, he would be more than happy to connect with you and also um, there are, um, there's like the web aim discussion list, which is a really good one for learning more about accessibility. Um, there is the, there's a lot of, of good stuff. Um, DQ University has some, some courses and things. So there's, there are a lot of good um, resources. And again, if you're, you know, part of the ACB Facebook community group, um, you could always reach out there and there's probably a lot of people that we don't know about who um, work in that space. And our special interest affiliate BITS, which is Blind Information Technology Specialist, there's many of them who have had long careers in the uh, mm -hmm. computer science and, and IT yeah. fields. Yeah, I, and I, as one who did that, I, you know, I entered uh, Westinghouse through an internship and I highly, highly recommend it. The best way to get your foot in the door when you're all ready for employment is to get an internship even if it's even if you're not getting paid for it even if you're 
if you're if you're just doing it as a volunteer it's better of course if you get paid for it but getting your foot in the door especially as a blind or visually impaired person and they can see that you're capable and you can do the work uh that uh, you know i know when i worked at siemens later on in my career i had the opportunity to hire a number of individuals and the people who got the first shot at entry-level positions we had were people who, who had been interns inside of our organization because we knew them. We had developed a relationship with them. And so it really does give you a huge step up to have an internship. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And Kathy Whitaker, your hand is up, so you can feel free to unmute. Hello. You can hear me? Yeah. There's Kathy. Hi. Hi. Uh, Based in, I actually am not a professor. I'll just say that. Oh, you're not? I thought you were okay. Okay. I've uh, taught a couple of classes um, at the university, but I'm not, I have not done the tenure track thing. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. I work actually, I work now, I've been in administration and I work as uh, in our information technology area. So from an organizational development standpoint, there's the private industry and then there's also possibilities within higher education for those that might be interested in that. In terms of the web accessibility, there is a growing interest and need for individuals who are interested in accessibility and web web accessibility, digital accessibility in higher education, and a number of positions that uh, have opened up in the past. And even with COVID-19, I think there will still be some opportunities there. Um, the going through the deck um, courses, as was mentioned, is a good idea, as well as developing some uh, accessible technology skills, but also then kind of general IT understanding and organizational development, because in the future, there's probably going to be a need for coordinators of accessible web, uh, digital and web accessibility efforts, um, and a need right now, currently, um, uh, that a lot of universities are experiencing for those interested. If somebody would like to reach out to me, um, I'd like to give my email address. Feel free to give me a contact. It's C as in Charlie, L as in Larry, S as in Sam, U as in Whitaker, H as in Harry, I as in Igloo, T as in Tom, A as in Apple, K as in Kilo, E as in Edward, R as in Romeo, at gmail.com. CLSWhitaker at gmail.com. Feel free to contact me and I'd be happy to uh, to connect with you. There are a number of professors. Um, There's also a listserv for individuals who are blind and low vision in higher education that is focused on those that are in the academic side or the um, professor side of it as well. Thank you. Yes, and so next um, we have Miranda Borka. So Miranda, you can go ahead and unmute. Hey there, everyone. Um, So one thing to, I want to um, second uh, everyone's suggestion of volunteering and internships. Um, I'm now in my master's in social work, and as I mentioned before, um, I am a previous scholarship recipient, um, and um, 
my, my involvement in ACB um, really encouraged me to come back to my community and continue to, you know, be involved in everything that was spoken about today as far as advocacy and, and, and everything else and taking initiative. And um, so I, I second the, I second the encouragement to be involved in volunteering and internship. One thing that I, that some of you may not be aware of, and this is not within ACB specifically, but it's called the virtual student federal service um, internships. And um, Mitch, your, your question um, sparked my, um, <clears throat> my desire to share about this because they have a whole ton of different internship opportunities available uh, within um, agencies within the federal government, um, whether it's the Department of State or, or otherwise. And um, some of them are related to web accessibility and different things like that, say within the Veterans Administration or whatever. So it's um, VSFS for virtual student federal service. So vsfs.state.gov. Very good. And, and I don't know I, I, if Claire has a chance to say a few words, but yes, she yeah. has her hand up. Oh, so. good. Cause she can, yes. I love her story and what in, in internships did for her career. Yeah. Yeah. So Claire, if you want to go ahead and unmute. Awesome. Sure. Um, well, first to, to answer Dan's question and then I'll talk about what I was going to talk about, but yes, internships have made all the difference. Um, I started applying for internships my freshman year of college. Uh, I did some at the legislative level, um, got experience, and that was something I put on my resume that then helped go to the, my next internship, and they just constantly build off, built off each other. Um, I was able to intern in undergrad at the U.S. Department of Justice in the disability rights section, and then that helped me get an internship with them again in law school. That's really helped lead up to um, jobs I had out of law school up to where I am now. So I am a very, very, very strong believer in internships. So if you guys ever have any questions about where should I apply? Um, how do I write a resume? What should my cover letter look like? Anything and everything. Um, I'd be happy to talk to you because um, it's something I'm a, a strong believer in. So again, you can always contact me. Um, but I also just wanted to bring up one of our new, we have uh, steering committees is the way that ACB has structured itself over the last year under Dan's leadership. And one of the steering committees is called Information Referral and Peer Support. I affectionately call it ERPS. Um, and <laughs> ERPS has two components. So one is information referral and the second is peer support. And hearing you guys all talk about wanting ideas on how to look for internships or who to talk to as a mentor is making me think of the peer support side. And so the idea of peer support is we get a database of people with all kinds of different backgrounds. So say if somebody just lost their sight and they're a parent, we can connect them with a parent who's blind and say, hey, it's okay, I've done this before. Like we could connect them with Rebecca and Rebecca can say, I have two young children and I'm blind. Let me give you some tips of the trade. But hearing you guys talk also, I think we can plug in lots of suggestions for employment or for um, different career paths. So if somebody says, hey, I'm a mathematician, I want to be a professor, can you connect me? Those are the exact things we want to hear to collect, collect for our database 
So please let me know what you're looking for and we can start to put those into our database, whether you can offer the service or you want the peer support yourself. Either side are very important. So um, for both what I said before about um, talking about internships or then again for this peer support, email me at cstanley at acb.org. That's C-S-T-A-N as in Nancy, L-E-Y at acb.org. And you can always just call the national office too and, and get me as well. Um, we have someone with some background noise there. All right, let me see if I can. Okay, we do only have all right. I don't seven minutes left. Um, so if we have any last minute, I questions. do see a hand. We have a little bit, okay. a little bit of time left. Yeah, down here. Oh, come on. All right. No, I actually I don't see any hands right now. So. Okay. you don't have any more questions um i just want to do some wrap-up announcements um and give uh, you know dan or rebecca or denise um a chance to wrap up as well um i just want to say thank you so so much to dan for speaking today um i really really enjoyed his speech um, and i really hope you take all he said to heart and um, get involved and learn to become advocates and do all this initiative with us. Um, so generally at convention, this celebration would be a luncheon and we would feed you and give you food. Um, but since we can't do that this year, um, the ACB Students Board has voted to send um, each scholarship winner a goodie bag um, and um, I think they're really awesome goodie bags this year. Um, they're going to include an ACB branded face covering because we'll be having to wear that. Um, <laughs> so there'll be, um, oh my goodness, portable USB hubs with like four USB ports for all your technology needs and um, uh, an ACB USB drive. Um, so um, I'm putting those goodie bags together and they'll be coming to you all within hopefully the next two to three weeks. Um, and I'll probably reach out to uh, you guys, um, the scholarship winners, and let you know when that is on its way. Um, and then of course, I just wanna encourage you again to um, join our different ACBS channels. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter um, at ACB Students. Our website is acbstudents.org. And you can always reach out to me at president at acbstudents.org. And men, this is Dan. I just want to say thank you for inviting me today. And what an inspirational group of young leaders we have here with our 2020 scholarship winners. And and I want to give a special shout out to Megan. I heard her and uh, her guitar solo on the Friends in Art Showcase last night, and it was awesome. So thank you all. You're already getting involved. It's wonderful. Thanks so much, Dan. And congratulations to all of you again. 
Um, and I'll, I'm sure I'll be seeing all of you again throughout the week at our events. And I'm looking forward to your scholarship presentations. And thanks for being here today. And write me and let me know who your friend is. I want to know who you met at the convention. Promise yeah. me you'll write. Okay. <laughs> Have a great convention, everybody. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Bye.